0: On March 11, 2011, Michiko woke me up at 6 a.m. talking about an earthquake in Sendai, Japan. My wife is Japanese, and we had lived in Sendai for five years. So bleary-eyed and annoyed, I said, there are always earthquakes in Japan. And she said, not like this one. So we started to watch the news coverage of the devastation. By May of that year, we were back in Japan guiding volunteer relief teams. By February of the next year, we lived in the disaster zone. And we stayed there until 2016. My name is Jonathan Straker. I'm a minister at the Calgary Church of Christ in Alberta, Canada. And what I want to do over the next several weeks is use some of the things that we learned in disaster relief in Japan to offer some suggestions for how we can live and serve as Christians in the face of the current crisis, COVID-19. These are disorienting times. So today, I want to begin by offering a somewhat pragmatic orientation for the current crisis based on our experiences in Japan. Then I want to go back and offer a spiritual orientation based on our location within the biblical narrative. Offering both of these by asking, where have we been? Where are we now, and where are we going? This is a disaster recovery timeline. The line before the starburst is the old normal. That's where we were. The starburst marks the beginning of the disaster, the crisis. In Japan, this happened at exactly 2.46 p.m. on Friday, March eleventh, 2011. A huge earthquake just off the coast knocks down buildings, destroys power and communication infrastructure, and triggers a massive tsunami. Within minutes to hours, the tsunami slams into the coast and kills tens of thousands of people and displaces millions more. The very first phase of response might be called rescue. Professional first responders, such as the military, fire and rescue, and medical personnel mobilize to rescue as many folks as they can and also begin body recovery. Non-specialists also begin to mobilize. One common early response is switchboarding, helping to connect resources to needs or to identify who is safe and who is still missing via social networks. Michiko and I spent that first whole weekend after the tsunami on Facebook facilitating this. The next phase is relief. Professionals and laypeople alike mobilize to meet basic needs. Food, water, clothing, shelter are all moved to areas of need. We spent several months moving clothing and blankets visiting people in evacuation shelters, and running mobile soup kitchens. Then comes the recovery phase. The goal of the recovery phase is to return to normal, or as close to it as possible. This is often a years-long process. People move from evacuation shelters to temporary housing to long-term housing. Families regroup, people begin working again at their old jobs, or find new employment. And they work through the process of grieving for their lost loved ones. The final stage is development. Recovery can only get you so far because normal has changed. When we can't go back to how things used to be, we need to become pioneers of a new normal. As far as how churches responded in the disaster in Japan, we weren't really involved in the rescue phase. That is for trained professionals. We did pretty well at Relief, We did okay with recovery. We were not so great at development. So that's what Michiko and I spent our last years in Japan trying to figure out. How to do recovery and development well as Christians. And that is what I want to share with you. In the current COVID crisis, we are seeing the same kinds of things beginning to unfold. Even if they are unfolding at a different pace. Instead of one afternoon, the virus is taking months to sweep across the world. First responders mobilized, governments, police, and especially medical personnel are on the front lines. Attempted rescue came in the form of quarantines hoping to stop the virus. They didn't. So now we are hoping to flatten the curve. I've been Googling around different church websites and a number of churches have already begun the process of switchboarding, working to connect those who can help with those who need support. This is the beginning of relief. A major difference, though, is in how fast the aftermath took effect. In Japan, one day everything was normal. The next day, people, homes, businesses, and entire villages were simply gone. And there was a nuclear plant melting down. There was months and months of physical cleanup to do. With COVID, I think we are continuing to watch the disaster unfold. In relation to both physical health and our finances, we have a lot of time to live in anxiety before we see some of our fears realized. It's not a nice thing. I would draw the current crisis more like this. We were here, the old normal. Now we are somewhere here, descending into a very difficult time. And the new normal is still a long way off. What I want to do over the next few weeks is offer some tools to help us mobilize for relief, recovery, and development, and to do it in a way that pays close attention to God's guidance throughout the process. As we cross this wilderness, we need to keep our eyes on the pillar of smoke and fire, God's presence among us. If we want to walk on these waves and not be swept away by them, we need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. So, again, where have we been? In the beginning, the Spirit of God hovered over the chaos of the deep. The creation account is a story of God asserting his dominance over the things that we fear most, and bringing order and beauty out of chaos. That's a story worth holding on to for the next few months, as we journey through some real and some scary chaos. This theme plays out over and over again through the biblical narrative. Joseph organizes famine relief in Egypt. Moses shepherds the people through plagues, the Red Sea, and the wilderness. Joshua leads the people across the raging Jordan. The prophets minister to their, to their communities in exile. So when we ask, where have we been? We remember that the people of God have been here before. In the biblical narrative and also in living memory. My grandparents were adults during the Great Depression. My parents grew up during World War II and the years following. We have church members in our midst who have weathered recessions, failures, and loss. We have members who have been through wars and lived in refugee camps. We can learn from them. Where are we now? In the midst of the Roman occupation 2,000 years ago, this happened. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus, not considering equality with God something to be exploited or to grasp or held on to, took on our nature. About him, the Hebrew writer says, We have a great high priest. He's gone up into heaven. He is Jesus, the Son of God. So let us hold firmly to what we say we believe. We have a high priest who can feel it when we are weak and hurting We have a high priest who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, but he didn't sin. So, let us boldly approach God's throne of grace. Then we will receive mercy, we will find grace to help us when we need it. Jesus himself promises to be with us to the end of the age, at the end of Matthew, and to send his spirit to comfort and to guide us, in John 14. So where are we right now? We are standing on the precipice looking down into a very difficult situation. But we are going to make this journey with Jesus and the Spirit. We are not alone ever. And where are we going? John ends the book of Revelation with a vision about the destination. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. Remember where we started? God's Spirit hovering in dominion over the roiling sea. All those stories of God bringing his people through deadly waters. And now, the sea is no more. And I saw a holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his peoples. And God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. That's where we're going. To a life where the sea is no more, where plagues and broken economies can't touch us. But we have a desert to cross first. We have rough waters to pass through. And here's the point of all of this. In the midst of the desert, keep your eyes on the pillar of smoke and fire. God is tabernacling with us still. In the midst of the roaring waves, keep your eyes on Jesus who walks above the waters He will see us through this storm. I hope you'll join us over the coming weeks, and I hope that you'll share these lessons with anyone who might benefit from them. The things that we're going to talk about can be applied in any community, by any group of people. Thank you for your attention. God bless.